What's up, everybody? It's your old friend, John Middlecoff. I'm here to tell you about our friends at Game Time. Here's what I need you to do. Go to your smartphone, download a little app called Game Time. Baseball season's in full swing. Oracle Park. Been there a million times. Never doesn't live up to the hype. Go get yourself some garlic fries, a brewski, maybe uh, some ice cream. They have very good Ghirardelli ice cream there. And when you do that, promo code HAM. So download the Game Time app. Your first pair of tickets, promo code HAM, H-A-M, save $20. The A's, only going to be in the Bay Area for the rest of this season. You probably can basically go for free. Just buy a pair of tickets to any baseball game. They also have comedy shows if you want to check one of those out, or concerts. Game Time app, promo code HAM, save yourself $20. We don't even need to thank you. Just hammer that promo code. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. This Haberman and Middlecoff segment is brought to you by Ease.com, promo code HAM, Middlecoff. Promo code HAM, $20 off first purchase, over $50 free delivery. And it's brought to you by MyBookie.ag. Promo code HAM1. That's HAM, H-A-M, and the number one. You get it. Your initial deposit, you get an extra 50% bonus. All right, John, let's get into the tournament a little bit here. Uh, And again, MyBookie.ag, promo code ham one um i i like you could make the case right that thursday friday is is fast food and saturday sunday is more steak thursday friday's dollar menu you, you, i think i i remember my dollar menu meals very fondly like there's a lot of them i, I have yeah i've had memories. some pretty good 99 cents double cheeseburgers at various establishments exactly. over the years no 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 doubt no doubt so <laughs> okay. i'm not i'm not uh not saying friday saturday uh, thursday friday suck at all um all right, but what are you looking at? So I think one – I saw something yesterday, Thursday, that Oregon over Wisconsin was like the most popular upset pick in ESPN's bracketology. Yeah. Um, I don't think – like the line uh, last I saw was Wisconsin minus two. I'm not sure if it's still that. But for a 12-5, like this is what you were just talking about, uh, there are some of these games that – the seeding, there's a wide margin, but the teams really are not viewed as a wide margin. Like, for example, Washington, Utah State. That's an 8-9, but the line is bigger. Utah State, 3.5. Yeah, so you're getting – what's crazy about that to me is they are the Pac-12 champions, regular season champions. They have a big-time coach. They're just a good team. And they're almost a four-point underdog to the Mountain West champions, right? Yeah. Utah State won the Mountain West Correct. and the conference tournament. I mean, they're good. It's, which is not, I guess in college basketball, we've seen for years, like if you're the best team in the Mountain West, you might be a top 10 team. If you, you know, uh, what's a crazy-ass coach uh, at Wichita State? Like they've been, Greg Marshall. you can play in smaller conferences and be a top 10 squad. That's not unnormal. But I also think sometimes that when you get the Power 5 team, you can almost just find great value when they are a bigger underdog. Like, is, or is anyone on the University of Washington squad when they walk in today 
going to think that Utah State is their equal. Like, think that they're not better. No. Not that they're not going to take sure. them seriously. I, I, I just oh. think that, like, that they're going to come in. They're going to think they should win that game. Right. And I saw John Morant yesterday was like, we just thought we were better than Marquette. You know, that these guys, that's like in college football, the craziest part about, to me, to the tournament is like the difference between a starter at LSU, a non-NBA guy or NFL guy, just a starter at LSU relative to the starter at the University of Nevada or the starter at the University of just like Memphis is pretty fucking wide. And I'm not, ta- I'm just talking just your starting player that's not an NFL player. To me, the starting player at Washington relative to the starting player at Wofford, the thing about basketball is much closer than two non-NBA guys, right? Like guys that may play in Europe or whatever. That's what makes the tournament kind of really hard to gauge. Like I'm right. watching Wofford yesterday in Belmont thinking like, Jesus Christ, these guys are good. You, you, you did Baylor-Syracuse. I mean, I, I just thought Baylor was the better team. Like Baylor's got dudes. They also shot 50% from three, which happens when, when that happens to Syracuse. Like, that's the thing with Washington, right? Same deal. That's the zone. If you hit a bunch of threes against that, you're gonna you're probably going to win the game. But just the eyeball test, didn't you think Baylor's just got some pretty big-time athletes? Yeah, but Baylor's pretty – like, Baylor's been to the tournament now five out of six years. So, yeah. I don't know if they're, they're – I mean, they're in the Big 12. Players. Yeah. They're the, that's what I'm saying. They're in the Big 12. Like, they're not in the Mountain West. No, they're not. So, I, I, I'm not even talking – yeah, I'm not talking about them like an under – but I, when you look at – did you have any – you didn't have any, like, uh, teams like that really yesterday because you just had a bunch of big-time programs. But, like, Belmont, Wofford, teams like that just look to me like Baylor. You know, that's – Utah State might just blow out Washington because, you know what, they might just be fucking good. Yeah, like uh, Buffalo ASU. Um, I really I, – I loved, as you remember, Arizona State to beat St. John's the other day. Loved it. Felt really good about it. I don't feel good about them against Buffalo today. I kind of like Buffalo today, John. But the line's – Kind of big, right? I I think I saw it at five. Five, yeah, it's yeah. five. For Buffalo, um, the the one thing to me for the underdog, if you have a star player like a Jimmer Fredette, a John Morant, a Steph, you know, a a, a mid major program with an NBA guy, it can just kind of separate you. Like you might just roll into the game with the best player, and I think we see in college football. Yeah, just because you're a mid-major and you're playing LSU in the bowl game, you might have a couple NFL players, but there's so many players on a football field, it doesn't impact it as much. Where in basketball, if you got one NBA player, especially if he's a top 10 pick, you got a chance to beat anyone beside like the super big dogs that have multiple guys, right? That's what's kind of cool about the tournament is like, John Morant could go on a run to the Elite Eight just because he'll be the best player on right. the court ever. Like Mark Stein had a good tweet yesterday. He's like, well, it's pretty clear we know the one-two in this draft. Zion and now, Josh. the one thing I would say is, depending on who has the number two pick, they might not need a point guard. You know, he is like any team would take Zion if you already have a legit point guard. Like, for example, if you like the Kings or like, not every team. There are a lot of point guards in the NBA. Yeah. By the but, way, I, wasn't crazy. He looks incredible. I got a DM from Joseph Hoyt, and he explained because we were talking about Jai. He said. Uh, the part about John Morant playing with Zion on the same AAU team, I cover high school sports, and when it comes to AAU, that actually makes sense. Teams roll out changing lineups all the time, so they'll make room on a game day lineup for the best players 
But if those players are busy on recruiting trips or other things, they need to call up other guys to fill in the roster. So maybe that's what happened with Ja, which is nuts considering how good he is. Yeah. Um, I mean, 16 assists, John. Like, the first triple-double since since uh, Draymond Green. Draymond, I know. <laughs> how great was that? I thought that was my favorite part of the thing. Yeah, there, there the is, like, to me, for him, what would you imagine the big question mark in NBA circles? Like, are we sure this guy can really hang? And then he does shit like this against high level. Like, if he beats Florida State. Well, that's the game, John, because this game is physically, like, Marquette's one thing, but Florida State's, like, the 11th tallest team in college basketball. Like, now there's now he's playing legit athletes. Guy, if he goes 25-10-8 against them and they win, like, lock it in. Could he go one? I mean, you, you could make – like, I, it's not crazy. I'm not saying that – You can start talking yourself into, like, is this Russell Westbrook? Well, yeah. Well, exactly. Like, if Jerry West came out and said, I think John Moran's better than Zion, would that shock you? Well, It would have to no. be Jerry West. But I don't think it's even that crazy of a statement, right? I'm just saying, like, unless someone like Jerry says it, people are going to be like, oh, shut up, you know. But if Jerry said it, would be like, wait a second, what? Like when Mayock said Khalil Mack was the best pass rusher in that draft. It was like, oh, well, Mayock said it. Well, like, if Steph Curry well, – what year was that? Like, oh, eight, nine or ten? Ten years ago. Did that yesterday? Did that, that today? They won the first round game. If the equivalent of Steph guy did the run that he did ten years ago today, shooting threes like that, would we be talking about this guy going number one overall, like doing what he does in this climate of NBA? I shooting threes like y- that? yes, I mean because he he still went pretty high, but like yesterday, the only reason I know was the anniversary because yesterday I was watching the SVP show, and he said Thursday was the ten year anniversary of their first round win. And then they beat. Who they? Who they? Who they um, play? I don't remember. I was only what, what? What were they like? A ten? They ended up playing Georgetown in the second round, beating them. But I just yeah. they showed the old highlight from ten years ago. I just saw the beginning of it, and he's like Del Curry's son, Steph. The one thing was Steph was so skinny. You know, like he did look so young. Yeah. I could still see people like it's easy to say now. Like he definitely go number one, but I I could still people go like ah. But he, he definitely but he he wasn't dunking on people. He would not go. No, he'd go ahead of Johnny Flynn and, and Ricky Rubio. But he wasn't yeah. dunking on people like John Morant is. Yeah, but he was shooting better. No, no, I know. But I'm just saying, like, I still think the same. Like the when we just take his like his physical attributes, I think it'd still be hard for people to stomach. Then I agree. It's it's, it's just different. It's unique. It's more. John Morant is less unique than Steph. Like we've seen dudes like Russell Westbrook. That's that's his comp. I've been hearing that all season from like NBA guys I follow. Like this dude's Russell Westbrook. I kept thinking like, God, it's pretty bold. And then you watch him two hand tomahawk over dudes from the ACC. You're like, maybe he kind of is. <laughs> you know, like Jesus Christ. And the thing on Russell back then, remember when they drafted him? One people thought that they drafted him way too high because they took him like fourth, and he was kind of this raw. Didn't really have a position. It was like, can he run the point? And I think we're still talking about that 10 years later. Like, is Russell a true point guard? He's kind of this hybrid. Like, this guy is a true passer. Like, he's throwing, like, no-look fucking passes to wide-open, random-looking guys. Like, I almost said it looks like you, but they, their actual team doesn't look that terrible. No, their team does. That's the crazy thing, right, <laughs> is they do have yeah. a few good players. Yeah, he's like – but he's throwing, like, half-court oops. There is a natural point guard feel to this kid where he's pretty fucking good. Like, to me, he's got a chance. Like, Zion is college basketball, but if they beat Florida State and get to the Sweet 16, 
to me, that's the number one story because every for this tournament because everyone expects Duke, Kansas, Kentucky, all those teams to get there. It's going to be if this guy can upset Florida State and take I don't even know who they would take on, but do you have the bracket uh, in front of you? Yeah, Gonzaga or Baylor. Like, I mean, wouldn't you say Gonzaga Murray State's a pretty sweet Sweet Sixteen game? It's awesome, but I also think we're talking about this. Duke hasn't played yet, so like if Friday night. But again, like he's already the story. Like he he no, dunks. Well, I, that's what I'm saying. Like, but he can still become the bigger story. He can like. I'm just saying we haven't resigned. I, I, think, I guess he is the bigger story just because his name. But this guy could be the tournament story. Like Zion already is the. Yeah, he is I'm saying provided story. Zion doesn't do just like four straight games of 28 points and like crazy dunks. Like I'm not writing Zion off for being the story of this tournament yet. Yeah. Because I, he's I, just starting with such a head start. Like if I'm Zion, just saying, put it this way, John. If Zion had the game that Ja Moran had last night, like it was huge for for Ja, but I think it'd be But I, I would time. say the different the hard part for Zion in the first round, you don't get much credit for going nuts. No, no I know. I'm just saying like that's I know true. what you're saying. That's true. That is true. And he was playing. I, I just Tower think he, I think this guy is the only one. Non, like Gonzaga and the program gets a lot of credit and North Carolina, but like the one individual that can just, damn, well, you see what John ja Morant is doing, like can kind of gain some momentum because because the one caveat that he has, that's the other, that's the guy that could compete with Zion to be the number one pick. Right. That's where you just get a different type. Like he's the only guy in this tournament that can get that. I agree. I agree with that. Did you see his coach, what his coach said about his son? His son, I guess, is like eight or nine and it's big like NBA 2K. And his son told him that he's tanking his NBA 2K season so that he can draft Ja. That's the coach of Murray State. <laughs> so can you imagine playing a video game? Like, this is how mainstream tanking is now. Just tanking a season in 2K for I draft position. It. You blame the kid? Well, my question is, is he playing it or is he just letting the game, sim- like benching everybody and simulating? Or does he I have to ima- play it to tank? I, I, would, ima- I would imagine he simulates but if his team's good, like if he's got whoever, I don't know, the Celtics, like you can't simulate it and tank. Like they're going to win too much. You have, do you have, I, know saying, like, I think he's got to play the game and intentionally like turn the ball over. Yeah, that, that would be tough. But kids have a lot of time on their hands. And I, so that why would incredible. Do that? Just tells you how yeah. they, they love Ja Morant. That kid, if you were Murray State's coach's son and you're nine and you what, what the age is eight right is your sweet spot to fall in love with sports and and specific games and players right, right. and teams john morant is going to be your michael jordan the rest of your life oh, right man. especially if he becomes a good nba player like that because he's going to know him so yeah. he's going to know the kid's name right like to that guy that's his hero for life how there will never be another individual in that guy's life now, maybe one day his wife and his kid. I'm not saying like his dad, but just one human that he's going to probably no one he'll ever root for harder. That'll just mean more to that guy's core that you could never. That's pretty cool. There, There's something about these small school guys, right? Uh, like Steph, where you are so clearly the hero from that university. Like it's one thing if you're a Kentucky guy, but there's 19 Kentucky guys in the NBA. So when you go back for a Kentucky game, like it's cool, but it's not the same as when Steph goes back to Davidson or like forever when uh, 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 Ja goes back to Murray State. Who's uh, uh, who's I going to say? Who's the other? Oh, or like if Dame. I don't know. Does Dame ever go back to Weber State? No. <laughs> I haven't seen that one. But 
you know, like the even smaller school, not even smaller school, but just like Paul George in Fresno State or Kyle Kuzma in Utah. Like, yeah, when you're the James Harden, ASU treats James Harden this way. Like when Derek you're, Fresno State, Jimmy Garoppolo, Northern Illinois. There's does, just does he go a lot, does he go back to Northern Illinois a lot? Well, I think those family live in Chicago. Oh, okay. I don't know. I just I'm just saying, yeah. but for basketball, it's a little different, right? Because everyone sees you in the crowd. You're just walking through everybody. You're on the yeah. floor. You're sitting courtside. That's what's part of this tournament. And the way you become that guy is just sweet tournament stuff. Yeah, it's it's something like uh, you know whenever you see like Alabama in a playoff game. And it's like 18 of their – like Julio's trying to box out Amari with like Mika around there with like in the backgrounds Mark Ingram. It's like, you know, who really – like they're all looking to kind of get, you know, the jerk-off stash from everyone. Yeah, but yeah. there's so many of them. Like like you said, what's showing up at Duke? Like besides like Grant Hill, you're kind of overshadowed. But if you are the dude at the smaller school, you, you're just – like Larry Johnson to UNLV – if you're a diehard UNLV fan for all those years and a running rebel guy, like he just means more than like who's Duke's guy. They have a million of them. Or North not Kyrie. Carolina. Like does Kyrie get the treatment when he shows no! up? No, <laughs> no. Does he even feel like Duke? Bobby. To me, to me, that's what makes Zion pretty unique. If he leads them to a championship, like he'll get immediately vaulted up pretty yeah. high. Yeah. Yeah. Leitner level. But like John Morant, if he can take this team to the elite eight, win three games. One, if he were to beat Gonzaga. So he could beat Florida be State incredible. and Gonzaga. Ugh. I mean, he would be – he'll never – it'd never be top. I, I re- I'm going to be really upset if they lose to Florida State because I want that game with Gonzaga. Bad. I wonder, like, would they match up pretty well with them? They got they got a lot of, like, athletic guards, right? Um. Well, Gonzaga's got, like, three legit forwards. They're all what's the guy, just, like – What's the guy's name? Hokimura? Uh, Rui Hachimura. How good is that guy? Really, I mean, he's him and John Moran are two of the four Player of the Year finalists in the country. It's those. How two. big? How big's Hochi Mura? Six eight, six nine. Is he an NBA guy? Yeah, and then they got Brandon Clark, who's like the Defensive Player of the Year finalist, and they got this other guy, Killian Tilly, who's six ten and hits threes. Like, they, like they do just, they do they think this is their most complete team ever? I don't know if they do, but I do. <laughs> I mean, they're just so they're like they got six dudes. Have they more. ever been a one seed before? Um, Maybe I think three times. I think this is the third. I want to say it's the third time. Okay. But this this year to, they, they came in. The, when they get to the national championship, was it two years ago? Or yeah. Was it last seventeen? And they lost to Nova or North Carolina. North Carolina. That was the year they had the dude done. The Trailblazers. Now Collins was coming off the bench. Yeah. Yeah. John, I think. I was getting to. I was texting with a buddy of mine. And he was like, can you imagine if the NBA had the same rules as the NFL, how good Duke's team oh would be? God. They would have Tatum. Their starting lineup guy would be Marvin Bagley, Zion, would be their bigs. Tatum would be their small forward. R.J. Barrett would be their shooting guard. And probably Trey Jones would be their point guard. But then their bench would be like Luke Kennard, Wendell Carter, Cam Reddish, like, their team would be so much better than every team, it might not be funny. Now, like, Kentucky would have Fox, SKG, all the dudes they got now. There would be, you know, the Gonzaga would still be really good. But Duke would just be stupid. Marvin Bagley, Zion, and Tatum. They should, and, in that scenario, I mean, they should redshirt Grayson Allen and bring Garrett him back. Guy, besides John Morant, you could argue should go to. Like, their team would be incredible. Coach K's had a pretty unreal, like, three-year run of recruiting these guys. 
What's um? What's the Kansas? Is Auburn favored right now? Kansas. This is uh, uh, Saturday night. Villanova Purdue is kind of tasty. Purdue minus four, I think. What game did you say? Yeah, um, Kansas getting two points. Two points. What's up with this Kansas team? Like, are they good? Are they not good? Are they, well, they underachiever? Well, like, I think they've gotten a little too. Like, they had a key player hurt, a key player never got eligible, and then a key player left the team. They start four freshmen, John. They start four freshmen. But um, they're like Dedrick Lawson. This guy again. It's hard to judge some of these games. Another six eight guy that can stretch it out, but dominate in the paint. I don't know. I kind of like Kansas tomorrow, but. What, what what was the typical basketball like when you when you were just walking around the arena yesterday's basketball players in sweats? A lot of basketball players in sweats? No, I didn't see a lot. Of, I mean, I saw guys that were like going to and from the lot like if they were about so to play. So they were just wearing their jersey and shit. Um, I just didn't you end up they... walking by the players that much. Oh, you didn't. Like in the hallway, you mean? Like a couple times I saw like a dude getting interviewed in the hallway for by ESPN or podium. The basketball players just wear the shit out of sweats. When you, you know, like, in, like America, in football, America wears the shit out of sweats. Yeah, I mean, I'm wearing them right now. But you know, in like college football, when you go to a game, you gotta like save and make them wear a suit or whatever. <laughs> yeah, 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 it's like the, it's not the way basketball works. I didn't see any of that. No. Did you see coaches walking co- around? Uh, I saw, I I saw Bayheim. I think I saw a few, but that was a post 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 game. So they were both. How, t- how tall you think Mark Few is? Five I, I think- nine. So he's got a little little chip on his shoulder. Doesn't was act he, like he it. Formal? Was he a little point guard back in the day? I don't know about his playing days. Maybe five ten, but I, he doesn't like. I've never. I've talked to him a few times. I've never gotten that kind of. What would you guess? I get about a very, 160? He doesn't cut, carry a lot of fat on him, huh? You no, know, he's got a runner's runner's build. Do you think he's a runner? I know he's a big outdoors guy, hiker, fisherman. So he's a he's uh pretty active. Lives on thirty acres in Spokane. Who would you say is the most active coach? He's a big Maui ever. guy. I know that, John. Big Maui guy. Who would you he? say Kyle Kyle Whittingham, most active coach? Definitely uh, weight room activity. Um, he's big uh, on that. Uh, and a swimmer. Um, any any of the Pac-12 basketball coaches pretty active? Mm. John Miller seems like a grind, film, eat pizza guy. Bobby Hurley just doesn't eat. Uh, Seriously? Game day, he doesn't eat. He just drinks Diet Coke. He says he does not eat. Does food. not eat on game day. That way, when the game has started, he feels like he has sacrificed. Swear to God, that's yeah. his thing. And he didn't start doing that until he started coaching. Sacrifice for what though? Just sacrifice. Just he's put he's put something into this to this fight. Like I, the I players just, yeah. have. Intermediate yeah. fasting's really taken off. Yeah, but I don't, I don't think it's good. But I don't think that's why he's doing it. I think he just he thinks he gets his mind right. Um. Yeah. What do you think Jay Wright's workout? What do you think Jay Wright does? Just like ten minutes on the treadmill, and then just yeah. Just, I, I just think his he thing is DNA. Looking, yeah, I just think he wakes up looking pretty good. He, he's season? an under. He's an underrated, pretty smooth cat. Like you could tell, he respects Randy Bennett. Like I, my one beef with that game is that St. Mary's game plan was to not get into a run and gun with those guys because that was kind of their thing. Run, gun, shoot threes. I think they led the country in threes. They slowed it down. It was like a football game. They tried to just run the ball, keep the ball away from them. So every possession was down to like the last five seconds. It was Randy Bennett's game plan to keep the game a little low scoring. And in fairness, it it probably he'd probably say, we had no business even playing with them. It's the reason it was a tight game. 
But when you're fucking have money on St. Mary's, you're like, you guys got, you just shoot the goddamn ball. <laughs> it was pass, pass, pass. Again, like, I, I get the game plan. But once they kind of got it close, I thought, just let it rip. What what was the guy's name that plays like plays like Steph? Is it Ford? Jordan Ford, yeah. And they kind of, like, that game plan neutralized him a little bit. And I, I get it. Like, Nova's just better. They, they This team kind of plays like St. Mary's, right? Just a lot of shots, running and gunning. Because that's how, when you say St. Mary's usually plays, just runs teams out of the gym. Or am I, are they a slower-paced team, typically? Yeah, I don't I pay mean, that much. I think this year their problem is they just don't like Ford is really their only score, but they usually yeah, do have more scores. So maybe that's what he'd tell you. Like we're just not equipped to get into a run and gun game with this team, but it's just the one thing you see in these games when they're tight, like basketball always turns into this. Do you got to do the get to your bucket and Nova had multiple. Well, that's what a buddy of mine texted me the other day. He's like, you know, what's great about the tournament. Well, it was last night, I guess, or yesterday morning it was just like, it's just all these clutch free throws from dudes that are terrified. <laughs> it's like all these moments are like guys are. So this is what I was going to tell you. New Mexico State-Auburn. Auburn's up by two with five seconds left. New Mexico State takes a three, misses the three, gets fouled. So they got like an 82% free throw shooter going to the line to shoot three free throws to win the game. Down two. Down two, three free throws. Like How a, much time left? Two and a half. Misses the first one. Okay, he can tie the game still. Makes the second one. Okay, he, it's a one-point game. Misses the third one. Ball gets batted around, goes out of bounds. New Mexico State ball with like a second and a half. So he missed two of the three, but they're still only down one. Inbounds. Due to hit like three threes in the second half, gets it wide ass open in the corner. Airballs it. Like, you know the that shit. to me is the tournament. Like it's not the tournament is not just buzzer beaters. The tournament is also like good players making awful plays. My my problem with college basketball. So let's say he hits all three. Auburn calls timeout. You don't get to advance the ball. Right. I don't like that rule in college basketball. It makes it very, very hard to go two seconds. Yeah. So I go back and forth on that because there have been a lot of times, more times than not, where I agree with you. I really want it. Like the women's game, you can do it in the last minute. Uh, and it's cool. But there are other times where I've seen it where I'm like, I've said this, where like, they don't deserve it. Like, they, they don't deserve to have the ball. There are, there are times that I feel that way. Like, they don't deserve to have this ball at half court. Like, that's too easy. I would change it, though, just because it makes, I'm with you, it makes games more fun. Yeah, it just makes games more fun in that situation. But I, I'm with you. Like, you feel the intensity on a kid in those situations oh when they're getting fouled. I watched one guy yesterday who's like an 88% free throw shooter missed the first one barely hit the rim just like and you could see him like it was one of these deals he misses the first and then the other team spends like three minutes going back and forth across the lane between shots and the dude is just like standing there like grabbing his shorts rubbing his hands grabbing his shorts looking around grabbing his shorts just like freaking free you could watch him just freaking out he made the, the turn the tournament's badass this it's just a great it's really this four-day stretch is pretty special now, the Sweet 16, you can get some incredible matchups. Like, yeah. Thursday and Friday next week don't really suck either. No. And really, Saturday, Sunday aren't bad either because you're cutting down the nets going to the Final Four. The tournament's fucking outstanding. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. 
Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.